0: welcome to episode number 100 F-7. i'm
1: just, honestly stunned we're here uh, it's
0: not here
2: what
0: <laughs> i don't know i just want to make it more interesting for you guys every time who am i going to introduce next am i going to introduce anyone you never know it's going you to be
1: definitely. great that's that's reasonable jaden's here brett's yes. not sadly brett
0: brett's was here like up. for you guys i'm out yeah. Apparently, my trip to Europe is more important than episode one hundred. Yeah. That's why he's the intern.
1: Well, see, episode one hundred was the, when we were going to make him not the intern, and he missed it. So yeah, this is it. Like fifty.
0: i I'm, I'm currently.
1: Uh, where is it?
0: This is. There it goes. There's his promotion paperwork. I'm tearing it up right now. Yep. Yep. Got
1: away. Fifty more episodes now.
0: Yep. Definitely wasn't like some random thing about Wells Fargo that I just up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Junk mail. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, we, we go ahead and start with news. Yeah. Uh, so I went ahead and looked at the calendar, Dealey. Yeah. So it's fun that I get to keep saying uh, the new releases are the same thing week after week. Because they keep... <laughs> Cause I back. <laughs> 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 so, so uh, all the stuff that was supposed to release on, like, the 18th, like Void Archon, Alexia, Vigilance, Gabriel Throne, and Right Archon, I think. It's pretty much all releasing on the 30th instead. Yep. But you might note, I announced it as being pushed back to the 25th last time, so yep. I'm just going to keep announcing those until they happen, I guess. If they could just push them back, like, a couple more weeks and then not pre-release anything at a Warfare Weekend, it'd be good. Don't have to deal with any Man, archons.
1: I will be so sad if like regna and devairos and um eilish too aren't there though
0: yeah for sure it does need to be there definitely uh sweet. as far as uh, events though we've got the colorado store wars going on november 2nd nice
1: there yeah. is a tournament at mox boarding house in bellevue on uh, november 2nd as well i have not added it to the calendar yet but i know we got a submission for it sweet yep awesome. i'll be actually going to that um I'm thinking like cool. I think my wife is going to be very kind and let me go to two weekends of events in a row, so yeah.
0: Well it's one of Colorado's and the Gun Barrel Brewing Company, so dress light. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot cooler now. I mean, uh,
1: is it I even above freezing in Colorado at this point? Like I don't
0: know. hard to say.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: It's gotta it's gotta be cold. Yeah. That's for sure. It's chilly mm-hmm. here. So yeah. yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, the weekend after all that stuff is Warfare weekend. It'll be good times.
1: Yeah. Warfare Weekend, where Chandler and I will play Hardcore, then Judgment, and then I'll keep playing Judgment while Chandler plays in the Invite. Yeah,
0: yeah probably. there will be something like that. We'll see. You know what the see best thing about goes. playing
1: Judgment or Warfare Weekend is going to be? Mm. About half of it's going to be played at the Taco Place, because 3's maps are only 2 foot by 2 foot. That's funny. I mean, yeah, why I'll, would I'll... you ever leave if you don't have to?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's a, a sick, terrible part of me that just wants to, like play agathon and scrambles just to see how it goes for i'm also go thinking to about doing that <laughs> yeah just because he's so strange and i've played like a few games with him and still feel like i don't know what's going on really so i might like play I'm him in hard-
1: hardcore over ag or over omadamos to be honest That'd um be interesting. Go, go for that zero point caster kill thing
0: mm, yeah he's good at that yeah yeah hardcore just agathon and like 18 foreboders done
1: seems real bad also (laughs) I'm not owning 18 foreboders they're like I'm gonna gonna get you that's like hold on Uh, that's that's like $180 worth of foreboders hey man they have chain weapon (laughs) on their POW 9 map 4 uh
0: something like that they'll just and they're just just gonna get in there and plink up some shock troopers
1: I mean they do a flight so yeah that doesn't suck but getting stuff done (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep yep yep
0: all right so we got two things going on today for one we're we we did a bunch of listener questions but before we do that we're going to talk about a list pair that somebody Ooh. from our patreon sent us yeah which was neat so we have a kator one yep it's bad it's, moving on
1: caveat all of this with Chandler and I don't play Kator outside of the specific tech that we want for Hearts of Darkness. So it's
0: true. And admittedly I have looked at a lot of Kator stuff in respect to Hearts of Darkness. So there is that. Uh so what, what he actually ended up sending us, which I think he had a little bit of Yeah, so he says main opponents are Crucible Guard Legion, Cricks and there's a returning player with Trollbloods. Um so firstly we have a Wolves of Winter list running Strakov One, who I love
1: Strykov1. I love Strakov One. He's yes. Yeah.
0: Uh he has a Greylord Adjunct, two Marauders, Ruin and Torch. He has two Colden Lords, two Forge Seers, Ragman, two units of Doom Reavers with attachments. Uh two units of Greylord Turnians, because those are free.
1: Yep. yep. They're really good too. Uh, um
0: this, this is one of those battle groups that's like, I'm dreaming of running these models kind of, you get when you get ruin and torch in there, it's it's good times. Uh mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, particularly with Strakov, like they're all over the place. Ruin just starts uh, the
1: freaking universe.
0: He does, yeah. He go he go real far, uh, and I actually don't remember what it is. He gains sprint.
1: <laughs> Torch does, yeah. On his speed fourness.
0: Well, you can put superiority on him. That's true. Gets up to gets up to six. It's pretty reasonable. That's true. All right, fair enough. Um, that and uh, um, an interesting aspect of overrun. Is it's immediately after your combat action. It's not at
1: the end uh, of your action. So you can actually right.
0: overrun and sprint. Mm. So, so you can go, overrun,
1: you, sprint twelve inches. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah That's pretty you, cool, actually. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a little. It's a little bit focus heavy because you are having to upkeep superiority and cast overrun. But I mean, he's got the adjunct in there.
1: Right, and the adjunct has uh, harmonious, right?
0: Mm, yeah, I believe so. Yep. yep. I believe that is correct so uh we we kind of glanced at this one for a minute uh, earlier but for the most part i really like it you get doom reavers that are just going to go like an absolute mile uh yeah. the only kind of like thing you always have to worry about with strike feet, obviously is that the enemy has to be in your control for you to charge them super far mm-hmm. but his defensive stats are pretty okay and like as long as they're not part of the alpha strike you can keep a couple marauders or something in front of them if you want to be like that or whatever
1: yeah uh, I mean, this feels like the kind of list where Strakov literally just runs turn one, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and, like, I, he's got a lot of immunities. He can occultation himself if he really wants to. Yeah. A lot of good stuff you can do.
1: Yeah, occultating your caster never feels too bad. True. Especially uh, since you can't occultate the Doom Reavers, so...
0: You, yeah, you don't have a lot of... He doesn't... You don't have a lot of other great targets for it, to be honest. Uh, aside from, like, I don't know, one of your heavies, I guess, if you're worried about it getting shot at um what was the other thing i was gonna check i was gonna glance at something because i forgot what all of the theme benefits of wolves winter are because i know you get an apparition, apparition unit
1: you, you get uh for you get to start with your upkeep's in play i believe okay cool all
0: right so okay i do like this theme for him quite a bit i was thinking you started the upkeep's in play but i wanted to make yeah. sure uh, that so yeah his, that, uh, superiority you right. can already. start yeah you can start with occultation on himself if that's a concern, and just bolt up the table basically it doesn't have any read- oh yeah because
1: super- he can just be like look i'm running 12 inches turn mm-hmm. one and you can't shoot at me so have fun yeah. all right yeah i love that that's great
0: yeah i think that's i think that's really good for him and then on top of that you you're stacking up the apparition on doom reavers with his feet which is just you're gonna threaten
1: right because doom reavers are speed bridges. six right so six eight uh it's four inches of movement for his feet right
0: yeah, an extra four 12, inches.
1: well 15, 17 inch threat range on those reavers.
0: Yeah, one unit to Doom Reavers has a has a, a 17 inch. The other has fifteen. Uh which is which is pretty okay. seems yeah. fine. Seems and then good.
1: whichever jack you've got superiority on has a six, ten, thirteen, fifteen inch threat range. Mm-hmm. Seems good. Those are numbers that actually like really scare a lot of lists. Yeah. yeah. So playing this into specifically like his meta. Uh, and this is Deadman on Discord who posted this again. So I like this a lot. Into Crick's I think there's not quite as many like gunline Cricks builds out there lately. It feels like it's more like slaughter fleet raiders with piles of models and Which, man, dude, you're just like, going to do terrible don't be things. Trolls. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: uh, trolls, it trollbloods, it depends. Um, yeah, my concern is this is a weird thing to have to say about trolls, like going all the way back. My concern is that you're only like Matt seven. <laughs> right. So yeah. if, if somebody like goes old school and just drops like Mad Direct one into you, y- you're going to have a really hard time. Even like Calandra. Pull. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if somebody's messing with your mat very much and there's not much you can do to fix it for the, the doom Reavers. This
1: also looks kind of weak ish to like the grim one for huge base build, which I think is going to come back when the, um, Mm-hmm. when the, the tanks come out because they f- slot really nicely into it
0: yeah yep and uh i mean legion it, it depends on the style of legion i yeah. would assume um if they're gonna come at you in melee uh like ogren style i think that's just quite that's a brawl <laughs>
1: yeah it feels okay in the primal terrace for sure
0: <laughs> yeah for sure uh, so just it just kind of depends on what the other flavor is uh, crucible Guard, you're going to get sprayed until everything's yeah, gone. Yeah, I would never it's drop something But, with I mean, like, the other list is guard. obviously like, yep, that's what you're dropping into Crucible Guard So, yep. uh, reasonable Because the other list in here is a Karchev list Oh, actually, so, we had one comment I think, uh, regarding the, the one. Oh yes So, yeah. so you have Ragman is in this list um, Part of my problem is you threaten really far, and Ragman doesn't Really far, and Ragman does not Um, He'll help you eventually. It's not to say that he's useless, but he's not like he's not playing to the strength of the list, if that makes sense. That said, I think probably a lot of his purpose is actually for stuff like the Marauders. Yeah. um, Okay. so like Holden Lord plus Ragman is a lot of damage out of Marauders.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh, so here here's my proposal for this particular list, and it's got to wait for like three more days until the Void Archon comes out because they are a lot in this theme. Is I would drop Ragman and either a Forge Seer or a Golden Lord and stick in a Void Archon, and just be like, yeah, I would
0: drop, here, I would drop the Forge Seers. I like Golden Lords too much. I never, I would never dropped them.
1: I'm sure, sick, but yeah. Well, and uh, then like so the 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 Void. Archon can absolutely keep up with this list. It can mm-hmm. apply that same damage debuff wherever you want it on the table, yeah. no problem. It clears infantry really, really well, which can be really important. Like if your front line gets jammed, those Doom Reavers are going to have a little bit of a hard time getting past. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... I think it just it just
0: gives you this really flexible
1: piece, right? Yeah. So. Once that's out, I, I 100% think that there should be a Void Archon in this build somewhere. Yeah.
0: And the other thing, too, is, like, it, while it is really nice to be able to have this much focus, um, like, between the Empowers and uh, all that good stuff, you, like, the Colden Lords can cast that, too. hmm So, like, you lose a little bit. You lose the ability to hand out four focus, basically. <laughs> right. Um, and, like, lose a little bit of flexibility there. But I, I think, like, gaining the Void Archon... Kind of, I mean, for one thing, he's a damage buff as well. Yep. Uh, if he wishes to be. If you're really trying to crack a hard target, he has that option. Um, So he'd fit in there really well. Obviously, that's a bit of a, like... Almost, like, unfair to be like, you should have put that on there, because it's not a thing yet. But, like, that's no. just a, a comment on, like, what I think would be yeah. a cool idea.
1: In fact, because they're specifically called out as allowed in the Theme Force, I might even drop a Marauder. And, like, the Forge Seer and Ragman... Because not only does that, like, alleviate your focus burden a fair amount as well, mm-hmm. but it gives you two Void Archons, and boy, are those things freaking disgusting in pairs.
0: They're pretty nasty. Yeah, it also
1: true. gives you more Entropic Aura, which is never bad at all in any way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah, he has a lot of it, though. I don't know if it's, like, super necessary. Because he's got it on, the, like, the Grey lords. That's true. You, it's it, but
1: little... it is another boostable six Rage Ten Spray. For Which, sure. like, yeah. it's good. Yeah.
0: I don't know personally if I would go all the way to two, just because it's it's detracting somewhat from kind of what the list seems to be trying to do. Uh, sure, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think you can go wrong with two void arches. <laughs> like, yeah, and I don't, counter, I
1: don't think counter argument: they're freaking gorgeous.
0: Uh, that too, they're pretty sick. Uh, the other list in here is uh, Karchev. Uh, so this one's in Jaws of the Wolf, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a Grey Lord Adjunct, which is great for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Two Juggernauts, Kodiak, two Marauders. He has uh, Sorsha Zero with Beast09, uh, two Greylord Forge Seers. One of the Forge Seers is running a Rager. He's a Widowmaker Marksman and two units of Kayazi Eliminators. Um, some of these things to me feel like there's a specific target that is meta-specific for him that I'm not sure what it is, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, like the, the Rager
1: on the... Like
0: the Rager on the Forge Seer and the Marksman kind of randomly thrown in there. Who like The Marksman is good, but... Um, he I'm has not... a
1: requisition point, and there's not a whole lot of them in that team. Like maybe it could be Yuri the Axe. Which well, he's not using the,
0: the. He's not using a requisition point on the Marks
1: board. Oh, all right, fair enough.
0: Yeah. Um. So it's it's kind. I mean, I don't know what else. Like off the top of my head, what else is available? Um. Let me look super quick. Don't do that. Don't do this to me, War Machine University. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. I don't know. He's probably about as good as he get. Yeah, probably. For just like a four-point thing. So we're not sure, because we talked about... We kind of just did a very preliminary, like, a little bit of conversation about the list beforehand. We're not sure what the Rager is for um, on the Forge Seer, specifically. Models like that can get quite a bit out of Karchev's battle group, just by nature of being Karchev. Yeah. Um, That said, like... I understand what it does though. Like it's an yeah, effective little yeah. It can little... get
1: magic weapons. It can get strike true. Um, with boundless yeah. charge and, and uh, the bonus damage thing from the drive and from power up from the Forge Seekers themselves, he can hit just as hard. Actually, he hits harder than a normal Rager and gets free charges and charges real far. He's also got okay. Shield Guard, which doesn't suck, but I, I don't know why you wouldn't have him on Karchev. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, and then uh. God, Beast 09 on Sorsha is just, boy, is he angry. It's amazing. I'm so glad that that's a thing. Such an angry Jack. He's just, he's just, he's real mad about something.
1: He's real mad because he hasn't had a resculpt and he really needs one.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's especially cool because like, like the bond with Sorsha gives him shield guard randomly. Yep. Um, which is very cool for him. Uh like specifically for this kind of a list, this is why like models like that is why you might you've got a lot of a lot of armor. Uh you've got access to that shield guard. Um, the eliminators are very, very fast and really annoying to kind of pin down. Um I think this is what you're dropping into Crucible Guard. Like if if, if yeah. you're building a list for that. That's
1: some flavors of Legion, I think.
0: Some flavors of Legion, certain flavors of trolls, but I feel like I feel like this list will list chicken into trolls a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like the Strakov list into the trolls matchup more. More generally. Yeah,
0: yeah. I agree. But... Yeah, for the most part, I agree. It just depends a little bit on the pairing. Trollblood's pairings are really interesting to like plan around right now because they can go a lot of kind of odd directions. Right. Uh, where you're like, oh, that's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: that's not been... a tool I was expecting to have to deal with.
1: Right, like I've been building a lot of like infernals lists, and it occurred to me today. I was like, what do I do into Borka 2 with this pair? I have no clue. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, I'm glad I'm not going to have to probably worry about that, but yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you just have to be like, well, such is life, I suppose. Yep. Anyway, yeah, that's that. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I definitely played like the Strakov list. Fun. I really like Strakov. That's when I've they were these lists, when they were originally great. showing Hearts of Darkness and they were like all the casters, the ones I was mainly interested in was the two Strakovs because it so, looks well, they look so fun to me.
1: Strakov and uh Vlad Two. I was super excited for Vlad Two.
0: Yeah. Vlad Two howlers. Mm. <laughs> 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 it's the end of the world. Yep. Yeah. Yep, good times. Uh, so the other thing we were gonna do today was we're doing some listener questions. Yeah, it seemed like a fun way to kind of round out episode one hundred. Yeah, like what kind of stuff you guys want to talk about? So I pulled a whole bunch of stuff from uh, both the Linusite Discord and our Facebook. Uh, so some of these names are like people, and some of them are like weird online names, which means I'm not gonna make like a. Great amount of effort into pronouncing them correctly because some of them are very strange. Uh, But anyway, the first one we have here is from this is from Peyton Peyton Priest. Mm -hmm. Um, How does one beat bump?
1: He's specifically talking about infernals, I think.
0: I I'm fairly sure he's referring, which is funny because we've had that conversation recently.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's pretty funky. I think it's just one of the weirder matchups that we've got. Um,
1: So I actually tried Agathon into that. To not, mm-hmm. uh, today, and um, even into Heretic, who you can't randomly spell assassinate, because I think it's yeah. like if you play into like Old Witch or Wanderer Bump, you just kind of kill them mm. like pretty trivially. Agathon's just can, like, I spell assassinate. You, you can assassinate run four
0: boaters into locations where you're like, would you like to move to one of your markers? Because it doesn't I, matter. I'm still right here. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> so um, I oh, know Agathon... you're going to
0: ruin my two focus spell. <laughs>
1: Right, yeah. So I played into the Heretic, who's probably the best of the three into Agathon. And um, I killed like an entire unit of Nayslayers and a Clockatrice with almost no issue at all. And then he had an assassination run on a two camp Agathon under um, what's the word? Decel with, uh, with an Umbral Guardian. And he had to assault in such a way that no matter what, he would catch cultists with his sprays. And if he kills any of those cultists, I get to teleport out of the charge range of both of them. Mm -hmm. And he missed all three sixes that he needed to hit. Wow. And so I died to the last attack. Seems good. Yeah. And and he had to do funky things like the heretic had to charge into my lines to cast the gallows that cost four because of my feet and Mm -hmm. then boost to hit me and then had to pull me at least three inches to get me into the hermit aura. And it was just, like, this, like, massive Bo- conglomeration boosting of things boosting that hit to
0: while getting to yeah, you know, While getting that extra die that you're re- gonna and, you were going to remove. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: I feel like Agathon is actually <laughs> a really good bump drop. I need to practice it a little bit more, but yeah. it feels perfectly doable. Because if you can, like, get the Hermidora or a Desolator Spray, he can probably just spell kill a Clockadrice every turn. Or close uh, to it.
0: Yeah, you can sure try, at least. Um yeah, he does a he does an enormous amount of damage with the debuffs available. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty goofy. Uh
1: it felt really silly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And for sure, And like he's got a lot of even though like Nayslayers cannot be targeted directly by spells when they're knocked down, um, he has a lot of weird ways to get into him. Right. Uh, like
1: hell mouthing things besides them because there's always some cast caskimps kicking around. It's almost impossible to position properly against it. Yeah, uh, doing especially that- like ambushing cultists shoving everything into the middle. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's really good for him. I wouldn't be uh, totally surprised if I just like swapped into Agathon for the Invitational just because <laughs> <laughs> he's weird. I don't know. Um, outside that, because uh, I think for the most part, I think Omodemus and Zadaroth are really weird. It, and it depends a little on the cast you are running it. Um,
1: yeah. it I'm it, not a fan on... of them in general. I think it's not a favored matchup. Yeah. Um, um But <laughs> Hearts of Darkness...
0: Yeah, so that's the thing, is is especially when we get access to Runewood, um we can start thinking about bump a lot more seriously, I think. Uh there are permutations of uh Sloane already that I think can fight it, but again, it depends on the caster. Mm-hmm. Um and the exact layout of their list. Like if they're like I've got two Four crab-its. crabits, then I'm like, fine, I'm gonna shoot everything to death, right? <laughs> and like minute men are very good at handling all those knockdown nayslayers and stuff like that. Like they will just shred them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot you can do there. I actually think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to drop. It's the issue is, is you, you're list chickening a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. Cause dreamer is really good into, to slow.
0: Right. And, uh, however, I think, so for one, I think fewer three can be built to fight anything. Like, yeah. frankly, it just depends on how you go about it. There's a lot of routes you could go with her. Um, You could go, like, oh God, I have so many sprays. Um, It's the same. It's actually, I think Fiora 1 would be pretty vicious (laughs) in the bump because you're like, Oh, a million dudes! I'm gonna come up here and just be like, "Plonk! You're all on fire!" Like now, I just have to stay alive, you know, with my wall of fire blocking things off. And you could have a wall of fire right. off. With wall the... of
1: fire by itself is gonna. Win yeah, it's that, so, and that's
0: that like, I've, yeah, I've been I've been talking up Fiora one a little bit lately. And when Runewood drops, it would not surprise me if Fiora one entered my competitive pair. Like, just from the conversations I've been having, and I've only played one game with it, but I was like, man, this plays really well. Like, she just feels really good.
1: That is sheer madness to me. Yeah, it's in so many ways.
0: It's very exciting. It's part of the reason I'm so irritated that Runewood is not going to be at Warfare Weekend, most likely, is I would just love to just audible into Fiora 1 and confuse everyone. It's not necessarily that I think she's like the most powerful option to put into that pair. It's that she's just has a really weird toolbox and yeah. Hearts of Darkness like lets her apply it properly, yes. which she normally hasn't been able to do.
1: And she's like ridiculously good into basically all of the Horde's factions that I can think of. Um, she's really good in the Infernals like matchup, which is because most strong. people
0: don't remember she has Hexhammer. hammer.
1: <laughs> I'd forgotten she had Hexam. Hex, like, because it's a this.
0: garbage spell in like 90% of matchups, but like crushes a couple of them. Yep. And Infernals, just like Dark Legacy, Infernals just hate dealing with that. Admittedly, you have to be kind of close, but you at least force their positioning really badly. Yeah. <clears throat> it's pretty good. Especially yeah. if there's good terrain in the middle that you can hang out behind. You're like, alright, I'll just live here. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, 100%. For so, sure. That's um, fun. Um, I, and I think there's like there's other directions you could go. It just it just depends a little bit. Um, but it, that's I, I think Fiora is is your the strongest bet in the Hearts of Darkness for the most part. Uh, one of them, either one or three, two doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, anyway, some permutation of boat. I forget. Yeah, he always has boat in his name. I forget what the original one even was at this point. Uh, this is from our Discord. Uh, it's just the question, Clockatrices. <laughs> Uh, this has been talked about about a million times. Um, there were things I like and dislike about Clockatrices. I think as far as their design for what they do for Grimkin as a faction, I think the design is largely correct. Yep. Uh, Grimkin needed a model that can stand out front like that and screen and kind of yeah. eat the alpha and things like that because they couldn't really do it very well. Uh, the problem, the, the problem Grimkin... is
1: is that if Clarkertries go away, that faction sort of disappears, I think.
0: Right. So the conversation I've usually had, because the issue that I have is that while they do their job very well, um, and it's not even that I would say like they do their job too well. It's not exactly that. It's that the way you fight them is almost entirely luck centric. Like it just comes down to what columns you roll like every time. And you just kind of have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, the only counterplay really is like grievous wounds. And even then you kind of have to hope you get the right thing, you know, <laughs> for it to matter. Cause it's like, Oh no, my body's out. Still paralyze you. Like, okay. Um, yeah, it's just, it, yeah. Um, so I've talked a little bit about the idea of, uh, shifting around just like, not even removing any rules, just moving them around. Um, so I think what like one of the ideas we had was that they make the uh, the current animus a passive ability, mm-hmm. and make the uh, time stutter a animus. Yeah, that so would be have, interesting. So they have to cast it in order to get that ability. Right. And um, then, then if
1: they don't have spirit, they can't do it. If they um, they don't have the spirit. If, if they there's they make no spells, efficient, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. If you can't cast spells, they can't do it. And things like hex blaster purification can remove it. Yeah. Um, it makes that. it so things interact with it. Like properly, right? Yep. So you can have a plan that isn't just like hope it works out. <laughs> like, um, because I, al- alternatively to that, the only real answer, clockatrices, is, is like really good guns that aren't gonna trigger sacrifice. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a weird or just like oh god, all the armor that isn't living models or something.
1: Yeah, there, that is the other thing is like. If Jack Spam came back in a real way, Clock of Trees would be real sad boys because yeah, they're
0: just yeah. If you, if you have a bunch of like high armor Jacks running at them, they're just like okey doke. Here it goes. I'll take
1: my dice off six attacks. This feels good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, the next question he had on here is actually one that I remember this conversation uh happening in. I think it was in the the other Discord with um yep. Handley. I think. Uh it was saying that, uh, is it okay that hell divers are okay? So this is this is a little bit more it's a bigger question than what it's asking, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh it's not just being like meh hell divers. It's kind of talking about like this is a bit of a question about like what how we should be viewing like the power level of models, right? Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that, that was coming up, and I think, like, I want to say, like, Hungerford has commented on this as well, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to commit to that. I uh, think you're correct on that I, one as I well. I think I remember this conversation happening in the Facebook as well, and I want to say he got in on it a little bit. But it's essentially the idea that, like, Hell divers are generally considered, like, real bad. Uh, specifically the the rule that I I don't even remember the name of right now. The, burrow. The, burrow. That's it. Uh, yeah, same with, with the pigs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a really rough rule. And part of that conversation that came up was kind of like, well, how are hell divers if you just don't use that rule, right? Like, how are they as far as just, like, their point cost versus kind of, like, they get focus, what's their output, and how survivable are they, you know, they dig in, all that stuff. And the, generally what it kind of boiled down to was, like, okay, maybe they're not unplayably garbage. You kind of have to ignore, like, their premier rule, which is sort of weird. But they're, like, okay, at best, and never going to see play because of it. Right, because there's there's other lights, like, why are you not taking, you know, stalkers? <laughs> like, right. You know, if you're just wanting a light that outputs damage, like, and is, like, reasonably survivable, why are you not taking stalkers? And the same kind of thing can apply to a ton of stuff. Yep. Uh, essentially, like, is it okay for stuff to be kind of middling and just for players who are kind of messing around, really, for the most part? And it, that depends a lot on kind of where you're coming from i guess yeah um and and so this is part of the problem part of the reason these discussions are really difficult and this is very hard to word so if i say this like incorrectly
1: i'll yell at you
0: yeah right so whenever you're having a conversation about how good something is you are inherently having a competitive discussion Mm -hmm. right much, it's yeah. One, yeah, so it's an interesting thing where you will get these kind of instances, and I'm not meaning this in any kind of like derogatory way. You get players who are more casual or more narrative focused, trying to kind of chime in on the effectiveness of things, and it's a really hard conversation to have. Not because I don't think they have the right to have it, but because it's you're inherently making a competitive statement when referring to something's power level. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking, if you're making a competitive statement from an entirely casual or narrative like viewpoint, it's just very difficult to have that conversation, right? And we don't really know where we're going with it. Yeah. So for my like, Jane and I are both competitive players. That's how we play War Machine. I don't. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we've, we've, had, we've had these conversations in the past. Like if I can't play competitive, I'm probably out. You know, <laughs> like when we haven't had time and things like that. Like it's just how we play the game. It's what we enjoy about it. Um, it's part of the reason that War Machine is the game we play because it's the most effective competitive tabletop like war game, especially in its scale. Yeah. Uh, 10% of the scale it is. Yeah. So like is it okay for models to be kind of middling? It it probably is. However my my big thing is that the reason the Helldiver does not see play is not because it's not amazing. It's that it does not have a niche carved out for itself. This is a little bit like the the issue we had with dervishes and purifiers back before purifiers got Ashenvale, where it was like we have a beat stick light for seven points and a beat stick light for eight points. Right. And yeah, the purifier has more rules, but they're less relevant rules like they're not important. Right. And it's the same with like the Helldiver, Right. The thing that's gonna make the hell stand out is Burrow, but that rule is terrible. <laughs> like it'll never get there. Right. So now the only thing it's really being compared to is a stalker. And it's like, well, it has dig in. Yeah, stalkers have stealth in their def 15. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, they're they're way survivable, like on the way in. They're fast, right? Like hell divers are slow. Yep. Um like there's a lot of problems with it. Like they're getting they they get forced into a position where they're being compared to something similar that they are almost strictly worse than right and that's where i have problems i don't really have like the power level of models is actually largely irrelevant until you talk about something being too powerful it's Mm -hmm. about what it does and whether that's a tool you need
1: so and i think uh, so as somebody who basically exclusively plays limited factions at this point um something i've noticed is that if you look at the pool of models available to every faction The pool of competitive models is about the same, and it's about as big as the limited factions pools. Like, am I way off base in saying that? It's
0: like, that's an I've never thought of that.
1: (laughs) But am I, am I way off base? No,
0: I think that's, I think that's an odd, and I, that varies a little bit faction to faction, but it, I think that's, that's pretty close. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and, yeah.
1: And so, as a thought exercise, I've sometimes been like, well, what if Grimkin got another beater heavy? And I'm like, how would it not just be... How would it not, not just be like, worse compared than a to the Skin and bones, better than a skin, right? And or skin better bones. than the Skin bones, right? right? Yeah, so at the... that point, it's like, I take the better one. It doesn't matter if the other one's got more rules if they don't do the thing that it needs to do, right? right. Or it, uh, what if uh, Grimkin gets another really hard-hitting infantry unit? I'm like, will I take them over Nayslayers? The answer is only if they're better than Nayslayers, and then Nayslayers will never see the table. Right. right well that's
0: why like we the, a big thing that we don't see cuz there's a lot of models like this in war machine a big thing we don't really see on like a you know from a, a competitive standpoint from like we don't see in tournament you know lists the kind of stuff you would take when you're looking to win you don't really see models that are just like kind of okay at about a dozen things you know they're like i'm just kind of a vague toolbox it's the same as it's part of the reason the casters like uh i mean fiora one and protector and it's actually a good example of that where she's just sure. kind of like i'm a messy toolbox that doesn't really do anything super great uh tristan two is actually like this a lot where it's yep. like man like every rule on that guy's card is great <laughs> yeah but it doesn't focus into anything cohesive. Like it's just you, we take pieces that you take for a reason.
1: Right. And so if you cross reference this by like the themes that things are available in, right? Like, and, and you saw this a lot pre themes, right? Circle. Why would you ever play anything other than century stones? Right. I mean, now you play yeah. Tharn because like you'd play Tharn and century stones, but century stones, right? It's that thing. Definitely. And now, now that Sentry stones are only in bones, then the other fact themes, have in, an inclination to take other models. And this is part of what makes them so great. But again, yeah,
0: it's a big that, strength of theme forces.
1: That pool is, especially for things like war and Warjacks, um, support solos that are kind of integral to the faction or support models that are integral to the faction. Uh, and it, the, the theme force actually broadened the variety of combat units that we'll see play because otherwise you just play the good ones, right? Yeah, you go,
0: I I need the one that is my melee fire. I need my one that's survivable, and I need my one that's, like, fast. You know, like, each one would have, like, a niche, essentially. And then themes diversify that. Right. And the issue issue is when you have themes where you have multiple models trying to fill the same role in the same theme, right? But at least with themes, we separate things out a little bit. So
1: I think that it is absolutely okay for there to be models that are just okay. And the reason that that's okay is because... If they weren't just okay, they would be better than the other thing, and so that's how you get like real power creep. Is you just sort of like cycle these two things that are competing against each other, yeah, forever, and that's just not going to work. It's a function of the fact that the game is getting really, really big.
0: Yeah, it is. So that's yeah, so why I think like my answer, my very, very short TLDR kind of answer is: it's okay for things to be okay as long as they do something unique that you can only get from them, right? On sure. some level. Yeah, then they'll at least find a home somewhere.
1: <laughs> and there's more ways to play this game than play competitively. Like if you give me a narrative no. thing and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll play some Helldivers. Why not? That sounds sweet, especially if I've got like a reason behind it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've played like very rarely, but I do play like random narrative things occasionally. And that's that's usually my excuse to be like, all right, getting the weird stuff out and like, start digging into my my collection a bit because there's a lot of models. This is a thing I think most models are really fun to play on some mm-hmm. level it's my issue is I'm also kind of having to focus on whether or not they're any good, right? Like, I love just weird. It's part of why I've spent so much time like randomly trying to dark horse stuff is because it just lets you play weird things in a surprising way. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's just like so far you can go sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
1: That question got us a lot deeper into some things than I expected it to.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a good question. It was a really interesting discussion. I don't think the discussion was handled super well at the time, personally. Yeah. but, But I think it's a really interesting like thing to think about. Uh, as far as, yeah. Anyway, the next one, I don't know how to pronounce this like at all. Uh, mapadabe? That's my thought, but it also could be Mapadabe, depending <laughs> on <laughs> how Western you're feeling. Um, so uh, they asked with Convergence CID around the corner and without any context, what tools are you hoping to see or not see them have? Uh, okay. What kind of things do Convergence like actually? First off, their infantry just needs to like not be a dumpster fire. Like frankly.
1: Okay. So if that's gonna be the case, then their soul (laughs) economy needs to be reworked because the reason their infantry is a dumpster fire is because you can bring it back over and over and over again. Sure. And because Axis exists. It's
0: a weird balance though, right? Because there's so much like there's a lot of soul hate. (laughs) Admittedly, constructs get around a remarkable amount of it just by being kinda hard to RFP. But um I don't know. Like it's weird. It's it's a little bit like you kinda almost have to look at because you have to look at infantry centric convergence lists. You have to kind of look at them a little bit similar to how you'd look at like Infernal's or Grimkin where they kind of designed a faction that's like hey these need to be playable without this resource but not too strong with it kind right. of um whereas convergence like and they were kind of built in a different time right. Convergence is just from a different time like they were yeah a lot of the stuff They're didn't exist two. back then. And they were one of the most interesting designed factions in the game for sure, especially for their time. But, um, well, that's
1: the other thing that's that is really suffering for them is because their interesting thing is warjacks.
0: It's true. Yeah. That's what makes them unique, right? Their infantry, like infantry centric lists, just play like an infantry list. Yeah, Uh, especially like I mean, it's a you get a very cool, like recursion soul based mechanic, but it's not like 100 percent unique. Although, yeah. Some some aspects of the actual mechanics are. But for the most part, it's the same concept we've seen before. Um, But i like this is the thing. I think the inventory could be quite a get quite a bit better before it gets to be a problem sure. with the current soul mechanics. Yeah, I'm done um, with that. It's yeah, it's just it's, it's a weird it's a weird space. The thing is that you're always you're fighting against like a couple of things. You're fighting against the power of Enigma foundries and how good Lucant could be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we saw that in Mark too it was like their infantry yeah. wasn't really that great then either. But you'd still take him with Lucant because he just made him so silly, right? Um, and I guess Axis because his theme was goofy. Yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that 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 needs to be a thing. Um, do so, Convergence have much access to like outs for tough? Is that a no, thing? No, they that have vacuum? very,
1: very, very. They, they have James.
0: Yeah, that's something I was just thinking of. Was so, like their, their access to. Swims is awful.
1: <laughs> so a couple things that I would like off the cuff. Um, Aurora could get Silence of Death. Is that what the one that Dyra has?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: that great. that would be like one of my absolute first changes. Is if she gets Silence of Death, her main problem, and this is a problem with um, convergence casters in general outside of Axis and. Uh, well, no. Okay. This is this is the problem with Thyra, with uh, Aurora, is that she doesn't have a damage buff at all. Yeah. So that would be a good thing for her also It would give them a tough out which is really important Because they don't have that other, basically anywhere else um, I'd I'm really so, like to see her have that She's so
0: funny She's like I'm an infantry caster And I support infantry almost not at all <laughs> like, Right it's, it's so weird um, Like everything she does Would work on warjacks except for aerogenesis Right like it's yeah. Admonition Her feet she has a field marshal just like the all do it's like the only thing she wouldn't really she'd lose is like i don't have any angels to flank off of i guess but like right, that's been cares? a bad that's always been a bad plan so yeah um yeah i don't know she she's very odd but like something like that like a, a, i mean in anything like that that's just a, a solid buff for the infantry that isn't just them trying to use her extremely limited focus pool to boost things and stuff like that which actually right. no she doesn't do it no yeah Arkin might yeah yeah um I-
1: yeah, so I, I'd like to see her have that. That would give them a, an out for for those kinds of things. Um, they really don't have any RFP either, which is a bit of a problem yeah. in some ways.
0: Aerogenesis should cost two.
1: Probably. Not three. Um, and then the other thing is, other than the TEP, they really don't have, like, extremely good gun lines.
0: Well. I mean, or Orion's is okay, just,
1: yeah. but, like, look at him and then look at Sloan and then let's talk, okay? <laughs> oh, sure. I don't know. I would like them to get a generic infantry damage buff, like a, a buff that can go on infantry on every caster. Um, And I would like them to have some more outs for things like magic, magic weapons. Cause they've got the, um, the three man unit that can hand it out to one thing per model. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd also like to have them have themselves like Grievous winds and RFP kind of things. Yep.
0: Yep. Works for me more shield guards. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they need more. Uh, yeah. Uh, she do you expect the next dynamic update to happen soon? After press has been very cognizant of major attorneys in the world. So after warfare weekend would be the ideal time to put one out if one is ready. So I th- don't think we're going to see one until after the convergence CID. Uh, the convergence CID starts basically the week of warfare weekend. um, which is unfortunate, but they did explain why. Which was nice, actually. I really liked hearing that from what them. What was their explanation? Like, I wasn't, so, like, like, the, the issue it. is basically that the rest of November is kind of terrible for various reasons. Uh, partly, uh-huh. like, Thanksgiving. Uh, there's a lot of... Ho- right. Like, we're getting into the holiday season. So, right. starting on basically the week of Warfare Weekend is, like, the best week they could find. All the way through, like, December, even. Because December's rough, too. Um, yeah. And so them I liked that they mentioned that because often they've put CIDs in kind of weird places and it's like, why did you time that <laughs> so, so weirdly? Right. Anyway, so yeah, what we're going to do because we're going to see that convergence CID that starts they said it'll be two-ish weeks. Um, so it would probably, like, honestly I don't think the next the earliest I would expect to see another dynamic update happen is like mid-December. That's like the that earliest. Really that's, that's me early. being Right. That's me being like, that's me being hardcore about it. Like, I would almost not expect it until the start of January.
1: Um, uh, or February or somewhere in there. I mean, pos-
0: yeah, given some of their, given the track record on some of their CIDs, yeah, I could see it as late as February. The, the, the in, other
1: thing is, like, we don't e- even know if the Convergence CID is going to touch, like, non-Convergence much stuff. Else, Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, let's be real, guys. Oblivion's been out for, what, two months?
0: Yeah, it's not been that long. I think we got used to, like, a really rapid dynamic update like cycle and they actually even have mentioned that they're part of the reason that part of the reason there's a lot of reasons but part of the reason we had such a gap in cids is we just had so many updates happen over the past like two years (laughs) Uh, it's just been like non-stop right and they wanted to slow things down and let the game kind of settle itself a little bit so i I, I don't think we're going to see one till like if we saw one mid to late december i'd be like blown away by how fast they went but it's like possible yeah uh but like january at latest february uh, i think um the thing is there's not a lot of stuff that's like oh god an emergency right now so yeah
1: i'm kind of feeling that way too like yeah
0: there's nothing i can really think of that i'm like oh <laughs> like it's you know there's some weird stuff but like, it's, it's there, like there's
1: a small and loud pocket of the community that thinks that like clockatrices and harbinger and turtles all need to be nerfed i don't know if that's true
0: yeah i don't know um, it's, it's like, hard to
1: say I really don't actually feel that way at all about Siege of Terexes anymore. Um, no,
0: I think people kind of figured them out. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say entirely. They're still very good. but They're very, um, very
1: good. But yeah. their theme force that they're primarily in now is not nearly as good as it was in, for them. Um, they have a lot more options to fight. I, The more I play against Clockatrices, the more I'm like, these things are very fightable. Yeah. Um, and I haven't played against Harbinger, so my experience there is kind of limited. But I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Yes, yeah, so that's about what I'd expect. I think we got it. I think we got a few months. Um, Winter Golem. What do games like Warm Hordes, Infinity, and Judgment do well that keeps people coming back to them? What makes these games good slash fun? Uh, that's kind of the question.
1: <laughs> I, I have an answer. Every
0: Every game designer would love to hear.
1: Uh, they They reward more than most games player investment of practice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. You have a lot of agency, right? Like what you do is very relevant to to kind of what happens. So this is another thing too. And uh, judgment maybe doesn't have this as strong. And I think this might in some respects be a weakness of judgment Um, is particularly like infinity though, especially of these has a very strong theme. Like it's thematically extremely very focused. Yeah. I I can agree Um, with this. It's part of the reason that I think like, like judgment um, it's a little bit all over the place. And that's part of why I think like it hasn't it, 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 having that very, very strong central theme kind of lets things stick in your mind a little bit better. And Judgment can have a weakness with that. However, it makes up for that a little bit with just like how absurd the models are. Right. And the scale <laughs> like, and, it, it, and, try, it kind of shocks you that way and tries to get in your head. And the same as like War Machine, there's not like a central theme exactly, but factions have them right factions have uh, very very strong for the most part very strong uh kind of central themes to to their look and whatnot so they stick in people's heads and that's i mean that's part of why like you know one thing i in some respects with this particular point want to add things like the games workshop games because i don't know if there's a company that does like a theme that sticks in your head better than they do um they're they're they have they're very extreme, very bombastic and very memorable for the most part. There's a lot of like little sub factions of things that can get really murky. But like the general, it's like we all know what a space marine looks like, you know, like the, you know that. Yeah. I don't uh, think
1: I've ever seen one in person and I know what they look like.
0: Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 a weird thing. It's a, it's a kind of a conglomerate of things. Like having very focused rules, uh you have to have good rules, which I know is like a really subjective kind of mess of things, but um and that's where we kind of get into the topic of like just some really interesting discussions that start coming up around like miniature war games about like uh how fun is randomness mm-hmm. and things like that that are like really a weird balancing act.
1: Yeah, because it turns out they're really, really fun for some people, and some people
0: hate them. Yeah. Well, because like Infinity, Infinity's real random. It's true. <laughs> like dice, bend that game over a table sometimes. Uh, I mean, it's like it's like Blood Bowl. Like I find Blood Bowl actually remarkably fun for how infuriating it is, um, and it's like one of the most like dice random games i've ever played in my life right but but that amount of dice randomness would make me hate war machine (laughs) right you know it's 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 a weird balance of of theme and advertising and how good the rules are and like balancing that randomness and it's it's a weird mess um i think it's hard it's there's it's a it's there's a magic there's a magic sauce that every game's got to find to break out right and it's it's yeah. not, it's not easy, and it's not really one thing. Um, it's like what makes Bungie's shooting so good. I don't know, man. <laughs> there's there's a lot of little things, but it just feels real good. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, another one from Winter Golem. He says, is the game more a state where under models need a buff, or where over stuff needs a nerf in terms of adding more variety to the competitive scene? Um, I, so I think it's this. It's very slight, but it's a combination of both. If you want to add more variety, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot recently. Warcasters, like, I mean, this across, like, War Machine and Hordes, Warcasters and, and Warlocks, largely are not very good. Like, the number of just not interesting casters in factions is actually insane to me. That's
1: actually <laughs> a really interesting it, point. It's
0: something I started thinking about recently, where I was like, why are there so many that just kind of get ignored, right? Like, they just haven't been thought about in, like, a long time, or people are just like, eh, it's one of those casters, right? Like right. what's going on with Kaio one these days, you know, or magic like, you know, three or, yeah, there's, there's all these casters that are just kind of just get left by the wayside. And I'm like, the way you increase varieties, war casters, right? That's what makes your list what it is for the most yeah, part. I think and, I agree with that. And they, they barely get touched on. And I understand that it's a really extreme thing to play around with so they they usually try to bring in like a legacy caster in every city but there's so many man it'll take so long to get through them all um and there's always like some of them like just based on the kind you know usually they try to like make whatever legacy caster they talk about kind of like attached to the theme they're working on somehow there's some casters that are just never really gonna get a theme that applies to them so it's like are they ever gonna show up like anywhere Right,
1: like um, Kaya one is a great example of this. She's she just forgotten. She's
0: good. a for, yeah. She's an utterly forgotten warlock, right? Like she's just so far out of everyone's minds that like you, nobody's ever going to touch her, right? Don't they, like it's one of those things where I always thought about this with protect her. It's part of why I was always so loud about kind of mediocre casters because I was like, don't forget them. Like I want them to remember that they exist. Mm-hmm. You know, they're here and need to be like. You know, it's part of why I was like screeching about vanquishers too, right? It's a model that's just it's so out of the public mind that it's like, you're just going to forget and never buff it. Cause you just forget they exist. You know, I understand like private Press isn't just like, like they've got all their models in a list. I'm not saying they don't know they exist, but you just, they never come to the forefront of like focus and, and get buffed right. in some way. Um, so that's and a big I, thing for me is just, I, I, I just think that there's a lot of just very like D plus kind of casters that just really need to be like brought up a bit. And I think we'd see a lot more,
1: well, and I think that you're right that casters need to be the things that do, because we've already talked a little bit about on this cast how the model, like the units, the solos, the warjacks, are going to find a niche very, very quickly, and then they're going to get used there. Casters have, the, have such an expansive set of abilities that they can make a niche for something else that hasn't had one, and that's mm-hmm. where you're going to see new play from other models as well. They're going to generate uh, new things happening for things that are in maybe not been touched
0: yeah yeah there's casters that that interact with kind of poor models in really interesting ways yep Uh, and and by making more casters good you're kind of i mean it's you're almost throwing dice in some respect but it's like by making more casters good you're kind of just randomly going to make other models better too yeah um the the trick is and this is the trick is not making already amazing stuff too strong with those right that's, that's where that balancing act comes in um
1: that being said, yeah. I think that the diversity of things that we're seeing in competitive play right now is pretty phenomenal it's given pretty remarkable. the history of the game. Yeah,
0: yeah like I don't want to I don't want to say any of this saying that like it, I think it's bad right now. It's it's way better than it ever has been. Um, but that to me is kind of the core of it. It's just the yeah. the the poor power level, like the the power level disparities of warcasters just across the game um, yeah. is I mean it's and it's always been an issue and it's closer than it's ever been in a lot of respects, but to me for for a long time for me that the the concern factor was the extreme outliers like the two powerful ones right it was the Haley twos and the Gatsby twos and things like that yeah. now we're in a spot where everything's been smoothed out enough that really my concern is more just all these kind of poor forgotten you know children uh, left scattered through all these uh, all these factions that just there's so much potential there that, that isn't really being touched on
1: I just had to resist so hard bursting out into poor unfortunate souls. Why do you, it, do you do this I today?
0: mean it'd be perfectly. I mean I'm sitting here looking at a picture of Asphyxias with souls like wrapped around him right now so it'd be pretty appropriate. <laughs> I imagine he sounds exactly like that. That's just his voice. <laughs> <laughs> um goic infernals hearts of darkness rank casters from best to worst. Uh so let's start with
1: worst cuz that's easiest.
0: Yeah, it's Fiora 2.
1: <laughs> it's Fiora 2, or it's uh what's her face more enebred two
0: oh yeah so this is the thing i do think that Morton number two is a better caster than fiora two <laughs> um but,
1: but but fiora two could play with judicators
0: right yeah it's kind of like but the faction models are kind of better so like yeah eh. um yeah i think that's kind of valid um more number one's got like a place i don't know it's weird there's almost it's hard to like rank them top to bottom exactly it's like there's to me there's like a top tier a mid tier and then like an unplayable sure. tier it's kind so of so the, what it the is.
1: unplayable tier is Morton number two and fiora two right
0: yeah pretty much and then you've okay. got kind of like i feel like more number one is like low
1: mid tier low for mid. me uh um, and then like lucas know, is low mid is mid Absolutely. there's kind of
0: yeah it's kind of a conglomerate of like cross and lucas to me because a lot of my issues with lucas is actually less about his power level and more about just his place in the faction um, Right. in that he's just kind of just like playing why are you not playing agathon right um and then like the, the top end for me, like, so Fiora, I, I don't want to like Fiora one. I don't want to be like, she's top tier. Like right now I've played one game with her and done a bunch of dojo, but I think she's got a really interesting place, but the really clear ones for me is, is Sloan Fiora three and Malikov. Yep. Those are like the obvious, the, the best ones for diff- for very different reasons. Fiora three, I think is the most flexible. She's also going to be the most damaging. If you build her that way, um, Sloan is, uh, her, I think, the main strength of Sloane is that she plays a thousand percent differently from anything else you could possibly right.
1: play. She makes your list pair so much more dynamic.
0: Yeah, it's a lot easier. It, it Admittedly, somewhat list chickeny sometimes because she's such an extreme skew. Mm-hmm. But uh, that said, her uh, Hearts of Darkness version is actually remarkably flexible. Um, right. Right especially if you like
1: have a core of howlers in there somewhere too.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Like for me, it was always kind of like, like uh, trip, having that, that triple Minutemen and then like griever swarms and stuff like that. You have a lot of, and actually adding Kane zero to my list, uh, mm-hmm. gave me just a lot more ability to kind of gel into, into matchups. Um, <laughs> There's always also a chance I just like audible into Sloan for for, for weekend too. You're just I've bringing a lot.
1: stupid amounts of models and I like thirty seconds before. The right? problem
0: is is that to play Sloan I have to borrow a bunch of stuff. Although I might I don't know, I might we'll have the Patreon money and maybe I'll grab the last things I need for Sloan and just finish painting and basing that list. But anyway you
1: realize that's in two weeks, right?
0: Oh yeah, no. I I'll be getting it from p <laughs> g i because it takes them like three days to get everything to me. So um fair enough. Uh, and then, like, yeah, Fiora 3 is just sheer flexibility, and then Malakov is a lot more of, like, he can kind of build you your, like, survivable brick lists mm-hmm. um, that are just really hard to, like, take down, which is actually a little bit unique for Infernals for the most, aside from, like, Amadeus Heavy Spam is probably the only other, like, tanky list you can really play, and I guess, I mean, Fiora 3, you can make lists like
1: that. Yeah, so. if you bring, like, Double Cinerators, Howlers, Adjudicator, yeah. it's like...
0: But yeah, Malikov gives you that, that really kind of beefy core list that I always just really like having um, so like I think I think right now like because I'm because I'm pairing with Almademos like with the heavy spam I probably wouldn't run Malikov but if I was looking at a pairing where I had everything available if I wasn't running Omodemos very high chance I should have Malikov in there
1: yeah. Um, he seems so like a gonna... very good pair for Zadaroth and for Agathon both.
0: Yeah, yeah, he just pairs really well with the the um, the other casters. I need to think more about the possibility of like random Hearts of Darkness entirety pairings. I feel like there's got to be some cool stuff. But anyway, probably like, Malakov Sloan is probably like pretty good.
1: Or if you are a three sloan or yeah. if you are a one sloan yeah, be...
0: yeah, I think it'd be good. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we're on to uh, somewhat more Facebook ones, although there's like one more Discord one, I think. Uh, Scott Christofferson, what is the state of the meta? What should happen to the game to make it more competitive in the tabletop mini market? What factions need to be tweaked? So state of the meta is, I'm going to just do a very short because we could talk about that for like two hours. Yep. Um, state of the meta is we are finally in a place where there are very, very few, if any, extreme outliers. We don't have any Gatsby 2s or Haley 2s left um there are some very strong things people talk about stuff like harbinger quite a bit uh but like 90 percent of matchups feel very very playable mm-hmm. um even even ones that seem bad or like at worst like 60 40s most of the time unless you get really unlucky but it's very rare
1: and this is again at a competitive like convention level because in rando games all all bets are off yeah at large, like, yeah uh
0: what should happen to the main game to make it more competitive in the market um I could talk about this for an hour. Jaden's heard so much of it. I have. Uh, <laughs> so, how about uh, so, we each
1: give like two ideas each and move on from there? Okay. This one.
0: I think Privateer Press needs to learn a little bit from Games Workshop and focus their entire strategy around building up their primary game, rather than kind of jumping between a lot of different things. Uh, they're like these other kind of side games that they're doing need to feed a lot more heavily into War Machine to kind of build it up like a big pyramid. Mm -hmm. that's that's my big thing okay um
1: i think that they really 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 need to not be afraid to throw around the fact that they're the primary uh creator now of competitive play stuff and have a couple of seasons where like short seasons like three three to four month seasons where they say all right we're playing 50 points for the next three months everybody please play 50 points And, and then After that, maybe they try um, something else that's, you know, not a huge drastic change, but something that changes it up. The game in general to market to a new player needs to be a little bit simpler and play a little bit faster. I think those are the two problems. Um, And they need to address both of those concerns.
0: Yep. Also, a random thing as far as like doubling down more on being like the the great, the premier competitive game. Uh, use War Room to track uh, tournaments yes, and general please. game progress Good so that we please. can create a ranking system because there are so many cool things we could do with that, and it would be amazing. Right.
1: Like if you could handicap games in, in casual play, that would be so cool.
0: You could handy it, get or like even in like tournament play um, seeding events that way is mm-hmm. absolutely a thing that would be it could awesome. also
1: help replace. It, could,
0: uh, you could it would replace strength, strength of schedule. schedule. It would yep. fix strength of schedule in and of yep. itself if yep. it was implemented correctly. Anyway. Yeah. You have an app that literally ninety nine point nine percent of your player base uses. Use it. <laughs> Just yep. use it for more things. Uh, what factions need to be tweaked? Uh, well, trolls. But you said besides trolls. Um, I mean, convergence. But here we are. <laughs>
1: Pharaoh. <laughs>
0: uh yeah i mean minions like i mean gators got into a much better place but i think like minions in general could just use some like pharaoh I, to the extreme but... i
1: think we need to wait and see what the archons that minions can take do to that faction because they got a bunch of them and boy are they good yeah. the, the void and the dunia it, specifically yeah
0: beyond that like i mean i could see like almost every faction getting like little tweaks but i can't think of anything like huge no um yeah uh, Lance Weber, top one to three tips for players moving from new first 100, first 100 games to the still goes one in five but can at least be somewhat competitive. So kind of that like I remember this. I remember this time. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Top one to three tips. Keep at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that sounds really like a kind of a cop out.
1: But um, I would say that you need to put um. If you want to be better at war machine, you need to put uh like 30 odd minutes of like active thinking about the game or pursuing other ways of learning about the game into it every day. Maybe not 30, but like at least 10
0: some amount should, of time.
1: Yeah, it should be it should be a forefront thought in your brain for at least a little while every day so that you're not like like scrambling when you get to the table uh yeah. and you should always be trying to learn like When I was starting out, I would do things like, I'm going to practice really hard on this one thing for this week or this month or whatever, and it didn't matter if I won games at that point, because I was like, I did this really well, and I could talk with my opponent and be like, did I do this all right? What did you think of that? And that helps. Because if you set goals that give you satisfaction other than winning games, you continue to get that dopamine hit, and your brain's like, yeah, I like this. This is great.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. And it's, it's somewhat kind of along the lines, that's kind of the last thing I was going to say, which is just, like, take the time and put in the effort to try to be objective about what's going on in your game and learn from it. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's one other thing that I will do, absolutely but... say. Memorize dice averages and learn how to calculate them across yeah. multiple rolls. Yep.
0: yep. Yep. Make a plan and do it. Yep. <laughs> Don't fudge out on plans halfway through. <laughs> unless it's really going wrong, but yeah. Uh, Mike Norton, what are the core tenets for a new player learning the game that wants to get good? Kind of similar stuff. Um, as far as like, it, it this depends a little bit on how new we're talking. Uh, if, if we're talking like really, really brand new and you generally are like, you genuinely are like, Hey, I'm brand new to this game, but I would like to try to like get into the competitive scene. Eventually um, start reading. Yep. <laughs> and by that, I mean, cards,
1: cards, start, start uh, reading cards.
0: Yeah, battle reports is says, for me like just sitting and rote, memorizing cards is like an absolute nightmare um, but doing it via like battle reports where you get context for models um, and that's either visual unfortunately there's not a lot of great visual battle report content going on these days but um, there's some I don't want to say there's none but there's not like a ton um, but even just listening to things or reading things uh, I mean that's what that's what I I'd listen to chain of starting from like episode two and it, that's not exactly. What I suggest—I don't suggest—don't do that, but more that it's less relevant now because that was back in Mark II, and it's 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 all kind of wrong now. But um, it's just in order to just get as much exposure as possible, like getting just being exposed to the game as much as possible, basically in order to like get it in your head.
1: (laughs) Uh, And something else I'm gonna also throw out there is don't like take what some random person on the internet says as gospel figure out who the people that you want to listen to are and then listen to them
0: yeah yeah you can build figure, figure out who it is you kind of who's like opinion in particular respect I, I think especially um i feel like maybe you you have a little bit of that uh from because i get this too from playing circle in mark two mm-hmm. where circle in mark two had like a a, a couple of very very well known players with drastically differing opinions on how Circle played. Yep. Uh, and specifically at the time it was Pagani versus Morehouse, right? Yep. Is they, they just they had like a specific set of kind of models and the way the game played that, that was just and people called them the trees, the Church of Morehouse and the Church of Pagani, like basically like do you think purebloods are good or not? Do you think druids are good or not? You know that kind of a thing. And um, it kind of came down to like you you play out your playstyle, you figure out what you like, and you find people who have made things like that kind of work. Yeah. Right? You can kind of listen to that. Um uh, one other thing though, and this this is this is a little bit of a statement about kind of competitive play in general, when you're genuinely looking to be like, I want to be a competitive player. Um you can dark horse to like a certain degree, but be able to step away from something if it's just really, really not good. <laughs> yep. Some some casters are just not worth the time. Um, as unfortunate as that is. Uh and it's really easy to kind of fall in love with casters you know people prefer to it it's like pet casters and if you're genuinely looking to like compete it's something you have to be able to kind of step away from which so it's kind of unfortunate but
1: yep. anyway
0: uh so this one is back from discord i believe which is smarter child do you have any thoughts on the addition of more cross-faction themes are you for or against them in general i've actually been thinking about this quite a bit i um, love them so i do but not without condition <laughs> if that makes well, sense. i mean yeah so but... yeah yeah right So, it it specifically, I was kind of like, oh, cool. With everything up and... The only time I really started kind of really thinking about it was when we got the recent announcement about the Convergence theme that's going to have, like, multiple factions in it. And I'm less concerned about, like, the number of them, but just the fact that we've had so many in a row. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm kind of like... Do you guys need some new ideas or something? Like, I'm a little bit, like is this all we're doing now but and it's that's not meant to be like a harsh critique it's just kind of like a thought that's occurred to me um that said i really like it in a lot of respects i, I think it's very fun to kind of be able to like for me like one random example i was like hey i really want to play infernals and um i don't really like signar very much for the vast mode i don't like like 90 percent of that faction i think sloan is awesome i've always thought sloan was like a oh, man i've always wanted to play like I think being able to play Sloan would be super cool. I just don't want to play the rest of the faction. And they dropped me at theme force that has Sloan in it. And I was like, well, already, um, it, it kind of lets me in. Like another thing is even though they're kind of bad, I have a deep seated love for the Mort Nebras. I won't play them because good Lord, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like if they ever got good, boy, would I be excited? And it's because I have this cool theme. That has the last of Mort Nebras in it. Um, yeah. So, like, it it lets you kind of play around with other things. The other thing is it's also amazing for hobbyists, which is something that War Machine doesn't always focus on as much as some other games do. Um, Being able to convert or do interesting paint schemes or whatever to kind of bring things that aren't in the same faction together, super fun, super cool thing to be able to do. Um, So, like, at the moment, I don't have any, like, major problems with it. I'm just tentative and wary of the future on some level. But it's not by much. For the most part, I think they're great. I think it's um, gonna be. I think it's sweet. I'm very excited yeah. about them. Yeah. Like overall, I'm very excited about it. I'm really excited to see what this convergence theme looks like. Um, just to kind of see like what kind of stuff they've got going on. I think it'll be really interesting. Um, so yeah. Uh, Danny Zimmerman, what changes do the Kador Legions of Steel theme need to be competitive? Um, so. Uh, so I have this weird mental block for Kador themes. I had to look this one up ahead of time. For some reason, the, like all of their theme names kind of sound like the same thing to me. <laughs> so I'm always like, I don't know what that which is. Which is
1: funny coming from the Protectorate player. I know,
0: right, yeah. No, Protectorate character jacks, I know every single one of them. No problem. But for some reason, the Kador themes, I'm just like, uh, which one's that? But this is the Steelhead theme. Um, No,
1: it's the Iron Fang theme. <laughs> Legions of Steel?
0: Sorry, that okay that's another thing i have a weird habit of saying steelhead when i mean, when i mean iron thing it's just, i just kind of think of like guy with spear like for i don't know why that happens anyway yeah legions of steel yep okay so specifically theme benefits that you get from this is the great bears and iron fang solos get countercharge, and you re-roll your starting roll for the game uh and then like models okay so this is kind of a weird one
1: it needs to okay. toss that countercharge theme benefit and yeah, those models just need to get waste, it. Innately. It's a waste of time.
0: It's a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, honestly, you can keep that benefit. Put another benefit on there. Like yeah. there's not much of a benefit. You know, it's kind of like, okay, fine, let's add something else on top of that. Right. right. Something
1: that benefits warjacks, maybe. Um something that makes Iron Fangs better. So and uh, this in so this way. is like
0: this is a really big one of my issues with this theme is you have like your your core options are shield wall unit with spears other shield wall unit with spears right cavalry unit with spears right like this kind of gets into the issue of like for one it's always bugged me that that iron fang pikemen and black dragons exist like it's not to say that i have a problem with the units themselves but the fact that it's like that those two units are in one faction and it's like these do the same thing like very close to i now understand they're a little different yeah got like the mini feet for like one of them's more mobile, like that kind of a thing. But like at the end of the day, these do the same thing. Right. Very <laughs> shield wall unit with spears. And that's always driven me a little bit nuts. And I don't know how you fix it because that's what those units are. Right. Um, there's there's gotta be and like there are little things. You've got like you know, the defensive formation mini feet is a thing um
1: you could take away shield wall from one of them and give them like defensive line or a wall of steel and then give them some other thing like maybe blade yeah, shield, like,
0: like a higher like a higher base armor or something and like take away shield right. wall and give them something like make black dragons into like a more aggressive like they don't have shield wall but do way more damage and yeah you know, something right something like that like i don't know which is a little backwards because black dragons right now are the defensive one but Cause they have the iron zeal and all that, but, um, like something. So I, I don't know, like thematically it doesn't matter which one it is to me. I just think black dragons look angrier, I guess. But, um, I don't know. I'm the one who thought that Ciderators were the defensive unit and bastions were the aggressive one, but whatever, what do I know? Uh, so I like some, something needs to be done to these units. Just really separate them as units. I think that would help a lot. <laughs> like just give it a little mm-hmm. more flexibility. Cause like, I mean, obviously like, like Ulan's do something different. Like they're, they're a thing. Um, mm-hmm. The Great Bears need to be the Great Bears again.
1: Yeah, can they just I get Weapon Master back, please?
0: Just take them back to what they were. Like, straight up. Backswing Weapon Masters. Like, just make them angry and hit super hard. I'd While also in- like them
1: to have eight boxes and...
0: For nine points, this unit needs to be a thing. Right. And they're, like, right?
1: pal 11 base, and they should be pal, like, 13 or something.
0: Like, these guys need to be monstrous. Yeah. and I They wish should be taking
1: monster. down like in, arm 20 jacks uh, like, by themselves. honestly
0: i feel that way about a lot of these three-man character units uh the I legends think... did it
1: right they can take down an arm 20 heavy by themselves yeah
0: the legends are like really close like this they're i i could see them getting like something but they're they're much much closer where they're like gonna get in there and they're all really unique and do cool stuff and do a lot of work um but a lot of the three-man character units like throughout it and like black 13th have this problem right like black right. 13th I understand they were oppressive and terrible to play against back in the day, but they need to be badasses, you know, like they, they have to be for their, give part.
1: Ryan mage storm back. Yeah. Like
0: I hate that rule, but from just a, like from what that unit should be doing perspective, just give it to him, you know? And, and that's what like the great bears to me is the great bears to me felt like, and this is the case with a lot of these three main character units where they just, they were really timid going into Mark three and they've just never really gone back and given them a proper like look over again with, well partially with...
1: it was because character restrictions went away right
0: yeah yeah that was part of it like the great bears like boy were they um like they were monstrous in mark two like they you could they were very playable like you could play against them but man when they got to things it was just gone they just deleted anything they touched <laughs> um i guess okay sorry it's they don't necessarily need backswing they just have rapid strike which is strictly better but right. um like um, yeah, for some thing... reason I thought they had Cleave. My brain was no. like Cleave, which god. Um uh, I would
1: also like for that unit or for that theme force to have Colden Lords in it.
0: Yeah, that I mean that would make sense to me. Like this is it, like to me, a lot of the Turnian stuff, like especially that really basic stuff, like Golden Lords, kind of feels like it could fit in any theme on some level. Because they sort of feel to me like something that would be in any army mm-hmm. on some level. So like I could totally see that. Um Yeah, access to Colden Lawrence, just some other theme benefit. I don't know if it has to be something for like the the um, infantry or like a jack benefit or what. Just something to to spruce it up a little, I guess. Um, it's got a lot of really cool stuff in it. Like Sophia Skurova is really cool. Like the Great Bears are awesome. Like thematically, they're just not there yet. Um, and Ulan's Ulan's are actually pretty strong.
1: I love Um, Ulan's. They're very very good cavalry.
0: Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's a kind of theme. This is the thing. Legions of Steel is the kind of like list I would really like to play. Like I just I like those kind of infantry themes. It's just that it it is very like it's a little one dimensional right well, now. Well, and
1: the interesting thing is like compare it to Exalted. They're kind of yeah. similar in the scope of what the things that they can take are. But yeah, one of those of three forces yeah. much more successful than the other one, and it's kind of hard to pin down exactly why. Like yeah. maybe maybe black or maybe pikemen need to go back to 13 defense because they used to be def 13 like that always that throws me
0: start. off mentally to me they are still def 13 yep and every time i play against them i just assume they are until i'm like halfway through killing them and i'm like oh they're def 12
1: <laughs> yep same <laughs> oh weird yeah uh so maybe that needs to happen because like that's that kind of tipping point for mortals is that they get to be def, def 13 all the time right um, yeah it's a big sure like they're really similar to that they maybe they get a special rule that while i mean i hate suggesting this because i hate this rule but maybe while they're in shield wall they get immovable object or something like yeah give them something like that no
0: (laughs) we need less ways to interact with things yeah make them incorporeal on the charge screw it (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know it's it's to me it's a little bit of a rework of just some of the models within it it's it's like core cool pieces aren't very good because it's like the great bears are spe- i mean they're like the premier iron fangs right and it's like right oh, nope not really um just die super easily although boy yeah. back in mark ii did i just love casting influence on great bears i know um, you did stop oh, yeah. so good i, I was on the receiving of watch, that watch, watching watching times. that unit just rip each other apart with more one those good times uh anyway uh jim goff how do you feel about the fit of riot quest models in a war machine and hordes aesthetically not rules wise i don't so okay this, this is one of my things aesthetics are very very like tertiary to me most of the time i i i notice when things look cool and i tend to just not notice when they don't honestly as odd as maybe that is um as far as like uh, how a lot of the the um Raiquest stuff fits in it's mostly fine i don't know I, I think at this point we've got like mini crate models and grimkin exist and, infernals and exist yeah and we're just kind of used to that now so for me just having kind of random sort of odd looking models on the table isn't really that weird um and i don't know it's just not something that bothers me i guess
1: yeah it's i'm not... good with it also like once the game starts things start to turn into just sort of like Everything everything turns into blobs. Of their yeah. cards. <laughs> everything, like, everything is a, a base with number. That a, with that, that is a it. base that represents rat seven, range twelve, pow thirteen. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, that's that's kinda
0: what I mean is I have that prize. Once I get to the table, like I just tend to kind of it all just kinda blurs out and turns into what what I need to be concerned about, it's rules more than anything else. Um so I don't know. It hasn't really bothered me. Um I, I could see how I don't know. I could see how some people have been I, I remember some of these discussions around when Mini Crate first started being a thing too was yeah like what's in even grimkin as a faction right was like <laughs> yes like why is this a thing and it's like the thing is is like once they kind of integrate once we get used to them like we get used to them it's not yeah. really
1: also we've mostly seen like gray renders of them as people paint them it'll be more like oh yeah this looks like iron kingdom
0: stuff. right yeah people and that's part of it like grimkin had a lot of that too right it was yeah. it's, it's a lot of stuff that was like once we kind of started like meshing it into the game it, it started making a lot more sense um yeah. Eric Hansen asks, I think my army bag is haunted. What can I do? So uh, long ago, I watched a um, one of those like random shows about like, here's a story about a house that had ghosts in it. and um, I determined that if you ever exercise something, it's just gonna get worse in three days. So don't do that. that's consistent.
1: um Um, seriously though if you're having if you think something is actually haunted it check and see if you've got a carbon monoxide leak in your gas line uh hallucinations and hauntings are largely like most of them have been attributed to that so fun fact of the day
0: might have a carbon monoxide leak in your bag
1: or in your house but yes
0: yep you never know you never know Get a gun. Shoot it. Take it out back. (laughs) Shoot shoot it
1: until it stops
0: doing whatever it's doing. Um, Alright, we got the last question here. Uh, David, it's either Livingstone or Livingston depending on how fancy you feel like being. Uh, Infernals are small even by the standards of other limited factions. What sort of stuff do you think could release to fill it out more a la the Grimkin bump releases? So it's very hard because for me, I was like, yeah, Grimkin feel like a pretty complete faction and then like they got the releases and it's like Oh, well, these are a thing, you know. Like, I'm not even really sure how to like think about that yet. For Inferno. yeah, I no um,
1: idea. Like, they have the same thing that Grimkin sort of they, they sort of have the same thing that Grimkin did doesn't have and still really doesn't have, and that they don't have a, like an actual like this is a heavy with a pow fourteen range twelve or thirteen or fourteen gun.
0: Yeah, uh, like a like a yeah like a, a single target. But high frankly, damage I heavy. think
1: the idea of being able to summon that would be really. Really, really well, broken with and, wretches. And, and
0: the, the nature of that, with the the way the the um, essence works, yeah. Honors, like, so, starting with like, if I could take like, ba- this is basically you know a reckoner. All right, I'm starting with five of those, and yep. I'm Summoning taking another more. one every turn, and I'm putting more and more. And I'll never run out of essence, and yeah, right. So yeah. it's a it's a little hard. They have to kind of balance around that. Um, I'm not Any sure because. Unit? Yeah, it, like, I could see another unit. So, one of my things is, like, so Infernals right now, kind of, especially their unit, like, their kind of combat-ish unit selection, is very generic. <laughs> it's, like, you have your primary support unit, you have your melee unit, and your ranged unit.
1: Although, I will say that the primary support unit is a really good melee unit. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, they are actually remarkably good at it.
0: Um, So, I don't know. I, uh, like... I could see them getting, like, a unit that's more defensive than Howlers. Howlers are, like, reasonably tough, but not that tough until you, like, buff them up in certain ways. But, like, I could see a unit that's, like, lower output, higher defenses, like, kind of a, a screen unit. I could see that being yeah. a thing. Um, I don't think
1: they can reasonably give the faction too many more horrors. It, it's hard.
0: Yeah. And it, it's hard to kind of fit them in there. Um, I could see, I don't know, maybe, like, a lesser, like, another lesser horror with some kind of utility Rather than just being like like not an arc node, but like it has an aura sure. of something. I don't know. Like that's just kind of random. At this point, it's just kind of like what would be sort of neat. I'm not really sure what like the faction needs yet, especially yeah. with access to Hearts of Darkness. They're they're so
1: flexible. Right. Well, that's um, the other thing is every time any of those factions gets a release, get a release. Right. gets a
0: release, one As long as it doesn't have Partisan on it, yeah. Or <laughs>
1: as as a character Warjack. Yeah. Because they can't take those outside of the.
0: Just keep, giving, like, keep giving the keep the juniors more character jacks, please. Um, uh, give Cross a character
1: jack. Oh, actually, yeah. Okay, I'm done with that. Yeah. Or uh, or Sloan. give Sloan a. Character yeah, yeah, that's
0: like to to me the easiest things to ask for would be like a, like Hearts of Darkness stuff that's particular to those factions, but we'll see what those get. I guess that'd be a big discussion. Uh, so yeah, yep, it's all our questions. It's all the ones we got uh, up to the point that we stopped taking questions. <laughs> Go team. So, yeah, that was our number 100. Yeah.
1: Go go squad. Do we have to start over with season two, episode one now? Is that the way this is going to work?
0: Uh, I'm not doing it. I refuse. Okay. Anyway, so in closing, uh, I want to give a big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. That's been doing super awesome. And it's going to be fairly big for me being able to play the things i needed to be able to play at warfare weekend my best in the invitational um it yeah it's definitely a massive help for us kind of keeps us you know we got to episode 100 basically off the back of
1: oh yeah uh, 100 percent
0: have have given us i know we we haven't been like perfect but we've been able to be pretty consistent uh for a pretty long time and we're able to kind of keep doing that feels great yep uh So if you do want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash LOS War Machine and see what we got going on there. Also, big thanks to Broken Egg Games. They've been... Oh,
1: we're supposed to talk about some stuff for them, aren't we? Yeah.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So first off, something that... He didn't ask me to talk about this, but uh, the Infernal Tokens. Oh, I guess I
1: probably get some of those now, huh?
0: They exist. That's exciting. I forgot about that. I need to get some for the Invitational uh, or prior to that, ideally. Because uh, that would be uh, super awesome. They've also got a lot of other really interesting little tools. One thing I haven't been able to use for a little while is uh, the aspect markers. I didn't use them nearly enough with Scorn because I tended to run really like beast light. But let me tell you, doing an activation and realizing afterwards that you did everything well, like your body was broken.
1: <laughs> right. Or doing an activation and then midway through that activation realizing your body's broken and you can't heal anymore.
0: Yeah, stuff like yep. that. Uh, so they've got these awesome little, I believe they're wood yep, uh, they're markers that uh, basically have like which aspect is out that you can kind of drop down next to uh, your... They're
1: also e- super fun to paint. I, I did an entire article on it because I had a blast painting all of mine for Warfare Weekend last year. Yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. And uh, I've played around a little bit with Sloan with trenchers, and you know what I wish I had when I was playing with those trenchers is cloud spacers because I don't actually have any... <laughs> I don't have the broken egg ones, but uh, if you want to be able to kind of get set up, uh, he's basically got a widget that's useful for space. Um, uh, it's based, it's it uses base sizes to set up um, kind of the spacing that you need between uh, cloud rings very, very quickly. Um, I tend to just kind of eyeball it. and I'm not always correct. So, <laughs> and having that to help out with time is a really, really big deal. Uh, so go check out the stuff they've got going on. It, broken eggs. Artwork is like, just amazing un, un, Unparalleled from as yeah. far as I'm concerned As far as token creators go I agree uh, that, that, that guy pays artists and they're worth it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, They're super cool and the infernal tokens Look gorgeous and I can't wait to actually See them in person Yeah it's gonna be yep. good times uh, If you do go to Broken Eggs you can go to Their store and use the code LOS5CODE You get 5% off Everything on their store And mm-hmm. I lost my little thing Oh, you know, no. What do I do? Uh, give me a second. I did a bad thing. What did you do, There we Chandler? go. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, you can also go to our website, which is loswarmachine.com. See everything that we've got going on through there, including all the other wonderful podcasts that we host on there. There's a bunch of them now. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's fun. It is. Uh, you can go to our Twitter at los underscore Chandler, at los underscore Jaden, or at choke obsessed underscore LL. You can go tell Brett. Happy Europe. I have no idea where he actually is. Me neither. Uh, now that I think about it. We've lost him. If he gets lost we'll have no idea how to find him. I'm
1: reasonably certain he did that on purpose.
0: Yeah, probably. Uh, our email is loswarmahords at gmail.com. You can send us stuff through that. You can find our Facebook, which is just a line of sight. A uh, really easy way to see everything that we've got going on. And, lastly, you can message any of us on Facebook. Yes, you can. That's it. It's 100. Woo! Triple digits triple digits well, so then.
1: uh we might be recording a 101 next week before warfare weekend yep. although that seems oh we'll wait, no! We... next week for sure uh 102 will be
0: maybe we'll be yeah we'll be a little more murky when that one will actually drop based on uh warfare weekend yep uh um, because... week Brett
1: should be back which would be good uh
0: well, yeah I, th- I think so he almost made it sound like he wasn't going to be back till like a few days before warfare weekend oh but could be All wrong right. But I don't know. We'll find out. Brett optional. <laughs>
1: yeah. One of these well, next like three, though, is going to be the all about Alistair Kane episode that we have yes. been press ganged into doing. Mm-hmm. So look out for that.
0: Thankfully, it's one of the actually interesting Signar characters. <laughs> yes. If they were like, give us a thorough rundown on Haley. I'd be like, uh...
1: <laughs> here's your 50 bucks back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Anyway. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. And bye. Bye.
1: Bye -bye.